This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stay the course here. The trick here will be, uh, you know, we're going into really two games in, you know, 14 days or whatever. That's more of a trick than anything else. But I know this, the most important game is this one coming, and it's the Giants. And so we got to do whatever we need to do, prepare for this one, and worry about, you know, Thanksgiving after that. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a Wednesday. Ton to get to the rest of the show, including some NBA big picture stuff. Look at latest line movements around the NFL for week number 11 as well. Right now, though, we go back to the guest line. To get my phoenix.com guest line, joining us, Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit getmyphoenix.com to learn more. Ben, let's start with uh, a team that I doubted for a while. I doubted the quarterback, really, since he came out of college. But, man, the Miami Dolphins look like a good football team right now. That offense is humming. We were given two in the last segment some credit here. He's moved up to 5-1 to one for the MVP. And saw that you posted about the non-quarterback war that they're getting. It's not just Tua who's playing well. There's a lot there. How impressed are you with the Dolphins, who right now look like they have a chance to capture the AFC East? Yeah, I think that, you know, we've talked about this a little bit prior, but, you know, obviously, like, the impact of quarterback and passing and everything else does seem to be down in 2022. But I think that actually kind of creates an emphasis on the teams that are still doing that well. And I think that, you know, if you're looking for the number one example of, you know, the best passing offense in the NFL right now, it is very much the Miami Dolphins. So I think, you know, just from that perspective, they are a team to buy into. But they're also, you know, not only... Uh, not only playing really well from a passing offense perspective, but, uh, you know, defensively, I think they're kind of starting to finally get some guys back in the secondary and healthy. I know Xavier Howard's a guy that has kind of had the groin injuries. They have lost a little bit, uh, you know, at least as far as depth at that position. But I think if they can kind of at least shore up the back end of their defense as well, they mo- they have more than enough offensively, I would say, to compete with anybody in the NFL. Uh, I think it definitely speaks to, you know, the ability of Mike McDaniel to not only maximize Tua's strengths and the overall strengths in that offense, but also uh, to kind of press at the right spots and in the right situations. And I think that, you know, from his fourth down decision-making to everything on through, he has been, you know, a, a legitimate, I would say, coach of the year candidate from my perspective. So I know it's hard to, uh, you know, kind of divide out the share of why they're successful and maybe people aren't giving to as much credit as he deserves. But I think overall, when you take the entire, you know, entire sum of their parts together, uh, they very much, I would say, uh, you know, look like contenders in the AFC. And I think that, you know, that's, 
we're probably all starting to realize that a little bit. Uh, maybe it's, you know, a little bit later than what we expected, but uh, I don't think they're as far behind the Chiefs and Bills as what we once all thought, I would say. Ben, your mush- mustache game is on point today. It's coming <laughs> through. I know. It's, I'm trying to switch out. the. I, I think Tom Hardy has a couple decent, you know, mustache picks out there, but uh, I'm trying to, you know, remake my image a little bit, at least for Movember or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the commanders. Um, you know, they're riding high after that victory, feeling themselves a little bit here in Washington. And now they could have a quarterback controversy as Carson Wentz could be activated off IR. Ron Rivera says he's torn. He's going to talk to the players. It's all about the team. It makes me think, okay, he's going to ride with Taylor Heineke, but what's your assessment here? What should Washington do? Um, Three-point favorites at the Texans this week. Yeah, I mean, I can look at it. I think you can look at it from two angles, right? And I think that, you know, when we look at Taylor Heineke specifically with some of the, you know, the the the, the traditional stats, uh, you know, PFF grades and those sorts of things, he has, I would say, not been great, right? And I think that they have kind of, you know, at least done it, especially from in the win against the Eagles and in somewhat unsustainable ways, right? They got a lot of, you know, third and medium to third and long type conversions to kind of move the chains. I don't think they were really playing, you know, all that effective offense, even in that matchup in that victory. But uh, it seems like, you know, the things that we can't measure things like, you know, belief or whatever you want to say, at least as far as like leadership and a quarterback trust in him, uh, his willingness to actually just throw the ball up to, you know, Terry McLaurin and allow him to make plays downfield. Like some of those things I would say are hard to measure. And if, if it seems like, you know, the team is, moving much more in unison with him at quarterback, uh, I think it would be a pretty big mistake to go back to Carson Wentz at this point in time because I don't think he gives you, you know, a, a whole lot more than what Taylor Heineke has been able to show. So if it's if it's rallying the guys and, they're, you know, you know playing hard and everything else, I think I think Heineke is kind of the right, uh, the right person for the job right now, it looks like, in my opinion. Ben, um, you know, last week we kind of talked through potential teams in the NFC that are down. Because the NFC felt kind of set with the playoff teams. You know, the seven teams that are probably going to make it in. And that might still be true. The commanders certainly have a case that they could jump in. But if not them, two teams that won last week, the Green Bay Packers, they got a game Thursday night, and the Detroit Lions. I know you've been on Restore the Roar. That Lions schedule really feels light. Now, this week's a big one. They go to the Giants, but they have the Bills looming on Thanksgiving. So they need to win this one because they'll probably lose the Bills on Thanksgiving. But do you think this Lions team with two wins in a row in their back pocket could make a run in the second half? I just keep looking at a schedule that includes a lot of teams they should compete with. And the Giants on, on Sunday, I, I think they could be in that game against a, a good Giants team, but not an overwhelming Giants team. Exactly. We haven't seen the Giants, you know, I would say kind of like blow the doors off of any other team, right? So I do think they're going to linger around. And we have seen, you know, the Lions make certain plays toward the end of the game to at least be in contention to win. And, you know, they, they actually pulled out the victory last week against Chicago in that kind of similar manner. So I, I think, you know, in some ways I'm, I'm just around or associated with the crowd that wants to restore the work so badly that I get dragged into some of the madness sometimes and maybe, uh, you know, let it impact my decision making. But, but like you said, we have them with, you know, the, the, the 25th most difficult schedule remaining for the rest of the season. A lot of winnable games. If they can, you know, rattle off five or six victories here, you know, they are very much, uh, I would say, in the thick of it, at least as far as getting in the wild card. But we have them, you know, with a 5% chance of making the playoffs right now. So definitely not, you know, a great opportunity. But uh, I think at least from like a Hail Mary perspective, they are, you know, a team that has done enough offensively, I would say, to uh, maybe get back into that discussion at least. So we'll see. I think they got to win this week 
you know, against against the Giants, kind of like you said. Uh, I think they match up pretty well against them. And if they do that, uh, you know, who's to say that they can can at least, you know, live up to some sort of very lofty expectations that we had for them in the preseason. Speaking of lofty expectations, the Rams have really fallen off uh, since last year. Now you've got Cooper Cup going to miss um, some time with that high ankle sprain. How do the Rams overcome this four-point underdogs at the Saints? Is there a side total prop you might be looking for in this game um, when the props come out? Like where, where, where do you go? How do you rate this uh, Rams team now? Yeah, I mean it's it's really tough, Brad. I, I think that you know the, the one you know, semblance of productive offense that they had was, you know, Cooper Cup, a little bit on scripted plays, but then also like breaking a couple, you know, big plays after the catch, but they haven't had anything outside of that, right? So I think, you know, buying into them against a team that I still think is, you know, pretty good defensively, especially when they have, you know, all the all, all the pieces in place, you know, the, you know, guys like, you know, uh, you know, Marcus Lattimore, those sorts of situations, if those get resolved for the Saints, it's it's hard for me to, to to want to back the Rams in this particular spot. So I don't know. I think that you know if, if I'm looking at it from a props perspective, uh, the one reason why the Rams again have been successful offensively was because of Cooper Cup. I think that you know without that security blanket, uh, we are looking at you know one or two plays that are I think Matthew Stafford's going to have you know one of those boneheaded type decisions, especially if he does you know clear concussion protocol and everything else in this plane in this matchup. So him to maybe throw an interception would probably be uh, I would say my favorite prop bet once it's released here on Sunday. Ben, a game I can't wait for on Sunday is the Jets at the Patriots. I feel like the winner, we got to really start talking about that team maybe taking off and becoming a playoff team in the AFC. The loser, it might be a little more of an uphill climb. What do you think of this game? We saw it two weeks ago. We just saw this, and the Patriots won. Though I think the Jets probably walked away for that game and said we should have won that game. We gave it away. Zach Wilson was bad. And what I worry about for the Jets this week is you look at Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick in his short career, it's been a disaster. Do you think the Jets could go to New England this week and beat the Patriots. This line is about three. It was three and a half. So I guess it's coming towards the Jets here. What do you think of this matchup, Jets Pats? Yeah, I think I, you know the, the Jets kind of. I would say at least uh, didn't really take it to the Patriots in the first half of that game, but were very much I would say you know in control of the matchup. Probably should have won, like you said. Uh, you know, let it let a few things slip by. I think I, I you know I, I think back to kind of like the the play at the the end of the first half when the Jets probably should have scored. Uh, you know, a touchdown or at least a field goal. Uh, they would have been up, I think, like thirteen to three or even like seventeen to three at that point. Had the interception. Uh, the Patriots end up getting that. You know. The, the field goal at the end of the first half to kind of push it to 10 to six. And then from there, you know, the, the Jets really didn't do a whole lot offensively until the fourth quarter. But I think, I think the Jets still match up somewhat well. I think there's probably too much emphasis on, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, being this guy that can completely shut down Zach Wilson. I know he had three interceptions, but, you know, 41 pass attempts, I think he had like 350 some uh, passing yards. So he was some somewhat effective. They did break some, you know, pretty big plays in the passing game early on. I think we're going to see that once again. And as long as Zach Wilson doesn't make some of those really poor decisions, uh, I, I think the Jets are, you, you know, the much more talented team in this matchup. And I think that, you know, the spread kind of moving in their direction from, you know, four and a half on the look head up to four, down to three now. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people probably buying into uh, the Jets right now. So uh, I think they are probably the correct side. And I would probably play the more, uh, you know, on the money line than the spread right now, given where the spread is currently sitting at. What about tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Titans at Packers? 
man, is old man Rogers turning a corner? What, what are we going to get from him? Nobody really knows, but the Rogers to Christian Watson thing that seemed to be kind of electric. I, I don't know if that can, you know, hold up. Um, where are you looking in this game tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I yeah, I I don't know if I've handicapped. I would say Aaron Rodgers correctly uh, for the last like two or three seasons. Right now, it makes me nervous, but I think we I think we see a little bit of a retreat back to where uh, the Packers were at. You know, especially offensively early on in the season. So I think it's a game that you know the Titans once again kind of control, play the clock management type situation, get Derrick Henry going early. If he breaks one of those, you know, big type chunk plays. You know, from a rushing perspective, uh, I, I don't think we're going to see the Packers have enough offensively to kind of overcome that. I know I know the Titans are pretty banged up defensively, but it does seem like Jeffrey Simmons is going to be able to uh, probably go here after missing last week's game. I think that was kind of a big reason why, you know, the Titans had a little bit of a defensive breakdown uh, last week. So I, I think they're back to where they kind of play from. And I think, if you know, when the Titans get up in our head right away in this game, uh, it's going to move pretty quickly, and we're just going to not see Aaron Rodgers be, you know, effective enough or hit a deep shot to Christian Watson uh, in order to kind of win this game. So give me Titans uh, plus three. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't looked at the props a whole lot. It doesn't seem like there's, uh, I, I would say, too many offerings at this point in time. Which is I was weird. just going to say, sure. Derek Henry, um, his rushing prop is at 99 and a half. Yeah. Over or under? That's a that's that's a tough one, right? I think I honestly do like, especially given the state of like the Packers, you know, front four. Uh, you know, obviously they're not gonna have like Rashawn Gary. Uh, I don't think they've been, you know, I would say overly impressive from a run defense perspective. They do seem to kind of be figuring it out uh, in, in coverage, but uh, unless they, you know, stack the box, you know, eight nine man fronts or something like that, uh, I think Derrick Henry is gonna be successful. So there's there's no way I'm playing the under in this one. Uh, it's just it's just a question of like if you want to play you know that high of a number on the over here, but I, I'm predicting you know something like uh, you know 18, 19 carries for Derrick Henry, and I think you know he 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 could probably get there relatively easily with one chunk play. I would say. Ben, uh, a game that will have a lot of eyeballs on it on Sunday is the Cowboys at the Vikings in the NFC, and I find the line fascinating. L- let's say let's say Ben Brown is a a bookmaker. Who would you have the favorite? Dallas right now is a one-point favorite. Now, they were two yesterday, so this moves back towards the middle. But Dallas opened a two-point favorite. It's one now. Vikings, a home dog at 8-1 and one after beating the Bills on the road. How would you have set that line? Yeah, I would I would honestly probably have it have it flipped right now, but I do think it's going to be heavily dependent on the Vikings injury situation. So I would probably have, you know, Minnesota minus one right now, but I think, you know, if Christian Derrissaw can't play, if Darius Smith is also, you know, out in this matchup, that definitely tilts things for the for for the Cowboys in my opinion. And I think if we get, you know, confirmation on either one of those injuries, uh, we would I would probably move it out to, you know, minus two, minus 2.5 in either direction. If both those guys are out, uh, I think, I think the Cowboys could, could have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a party in the, in, in the Vikings backfield, uh, you know, at the expense of Kirk Cousins in this matchup with no Christian Derrissaw, who has been, you know, very much, I would say, uh, the best tackle in football so far this season. So without him, uh, it's, it's the, the, the Cowboys front four, specifically Micah Parsons should, should I would say dominate this game, and you know I was I was on the Cowboys last week against the Packers. Uh, I was wrong on that one, but I do think you know going back to the well with them for a second straight week, uh, I think makes a lot of sense in this matchup as well. About a minute or so left. What is one of your favorite plays? Whether it's a game we haven't you know got to, or you're waiting to look at a prop. Um, you know what's one of your favorite plays for this week? 
Yeah, uh, this is uh, that's a good. It is a good question. I know I should always be prepared, but I do. I do kind of like the, the the Bengals, you know, coming off a of bye. I know, you know, Jamar Chase is still out of the fold, but uh, the, the, the Steelers are a team I think are kind of in complete disarray. I think when the when the Bengals kind of figure it out, you know, especially offensively and do give Joe Burrow enough time, uh, they are still I would say very much in that second tier of the AFC team. So you know, them them winning outright. I know you don't usually want to play like a heavy minus price, but them or I'm minus four point five on the spread, uh, I think are probably my two favorite bets this weekend. Great stuff. Ben Brown, pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guests on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, line movements across the NFL, and we'll hit some NBA next hour right here on the Beck UL Network.